Maybe it's a classic or maybe a flop. Has Katie seen it? She probably has not. She'll sit down and watch it if it's good or it's bad. Hey, have you seen this? No, Katie hasn't seen that. Hi, I'm Katie, and if I had a nickel for every time someone said to me, wait, you haven't seen this movie? Oh my god, you need to see this movie. I'd be very rich. So this is my podcast, where I finally watch those movies you all have told me I need to see, and I tell you what I think. You all know the drill by now. Spoilers are dead ahead, please. No, I'm gonna talk about things from this movie that may spoil it if you haven't seen it. So telling you now so that you don't just start listening and you're like, whoa, 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 you spoiled this movie for me and now I can't watch it. You could still watch it, but you might sit there stewing like, Katie ruined this for me. Katie hasn't seen that, but Katie has ruined this for me. So just so you know, there are spoilers. We are talking about the Terminator today. What? I haven't seen the Terminator? No, I have not. And so guess what? It's an episode of Katie hasn't seen that. I kind of know a little bit about The Terminator. This is one of the first movies that I'm like, I kind of know a little bit about. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Iconic, right? So I know that's in this at some point. He's a cyborg. Does he turn into a metal robot man at some point? Or like his face gets blown off and then there's a robot underneath? I believe that's in this, but I know there's several Terminator movies. So which Terminator movie that might be from, I am unaware I think he also comes back from the future to protect somebody. So I know very little about this. But one of the things, just before I watch a movie, I'll pull up so I can tell you all what the ratings are for it. And this movie was produced by someone named Gail Ann Hurd. And when I saw that, I was like, I know that name. And the reason I know that name is because I've seen her on panels at San Diego Comic-Con for The Walking Dead. She produced some of The Walking Dead, which is that big hit zombie show on AMC. So I'm kind of excited if she was involved with this. Good things, right? I thought that was kind of cool. I used to love The Walking Dead. Then The Walking Dead did what some might say, jump the shark, and I don't like it as much anymore. I need to actually finish the last few seasons of it, but I'm excited to see what her involvement with this might mean because I have enjoyed past work of hers. So that's kind of cool. Another thing I know, there are red glowing eyes, which means laser eyes? Are there laser eyes in this? They're very well maybe, because this is futuristic sci-fi. It's listed as an action slash sci-fi right up my alley. Can't say that I'm a huge fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, but you know, maybe this will change my opinion on that. And I also don't really think I've seen a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. This movie is also from 1984. I'm noticing a trend. A lot of the movies that I'm watching that people are like, watch these, it's 90s and 80s movies. I guess a lot of these kind of end up as like, quote unquote, the classics. So I guess I'll be watching this classic. I don't know what else to really say about this besides I know Arnold Schwarzenegger is a robot from the future with guns, lots of guns, but I don't know what the conflict is. I know there's a lady he's trying to protect. I think her name is Sarah Connor. I'm pretty sure it's Sarah Connor, but I don't know why. Why is she special? So I'm going to watch The Terminator. I'm going to look for, I'll be back, laser eyes, and somewhat of a robot face. I guess I got to jump into this. It has an 8 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know how high my expectations are for this? 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nothing in life is perfect. How is this 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? I am very intrigued at this stage of the game. 
And 93% like this movie from Google. So Google, everybody here, Internet Movie Database, 8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 100%. 93% from Google users. Is this the perfect movie? Because that's what I'm starting to think it is. I guess I'll report back. Okay, I'm going to go watch The Terminator. And uh, I'll let you know what I think. I'm Bach. It literally was just a few seconds for you, but I have returned. I have watched The Terminator. Hey, I didn't know that The Terminator was a James Cameron movie. Why did no one tell me that The Terminator was a James Cameron movie? Here's a minor spoiler about Titanic, another James Cameron movie. There was enough room on the floating piece of wood for Jack and Kate. I'm just saying, I kind of think Kate let Jack die. I don't know. Wow, hold on. And I just realized the character's name was Rose, not Kate. And so this is the feeling when you confuse Titanic characters with Lost, the television series. So let's move along. Just keep on scooting along and actually talk about the movie. This movie takes place in the year 2029. So the year right now is 2020. So we got nine more years before this post-apocalyptic world comes into fruition. So let's buckle up before the machine uprising happens and maybe get our poop in a group. Because right now, if you are listening to this in the future, year 2020, my God. I could definitely see robots uprising at the end of 2020. It is June 7th and um, it's only a matter of time before the machine starts to take over. They're just like, these humans can't do it. It's time. It's time for us to shine. So you know what? I could actually see maybe James Cameron here has predicted the future. So let's see. In nine years, we'll check in. First things first, naked Schwarzenegger. I've seen that pose. Like when he first shows up, the lightning cracks and boom, he's on the ground and he rises up naked. I feel like that has been spoofed and like utilized in a lot of other films. So I was like, oh, I've seen that moment. Also, you think about it, though. From a filming perspective, they had to plan it just so, so that none of that jungle lung would show up while he was standing. So, you know, props to them. And now it's just this like iconic move that they sometimes sneak into movies as homage to the Terminator. And then shortly after this, he goes over to some 80s punks. This movie takes place in 1984, by the way. The future is 2029. Terminator goes back in time to the year 1984. This movie is so 80s. Can we talk about it? It works because it is taking place in the year 1984, but holy heck, this is such an 80s movie. 80s fashion, culture, all of that is just kind of smooshed into this. And I kind of love that they had 80s punks in the beginning of this. And that Schwarzenegger literally was just like, give me your clothes. And there's a naked fight. But how, here, how, I have a question. How did Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is a huge dude, fit into those punks' clothing? They were like scrawny little punks, drinking and smoking doing shenanigans and Arnold Schwarzenegger somehow fit into one of those punks clothes but it worked out because Arnold looked like a badass and granted I should clarify again I tend to do this with movies it I call the characters by the actors names and that's not the case Schwarzenegger is the Terminator his name is the Terminator and I know he has a designation and just like magic a little bit of time has passed for you but a couple minutes have passed for me while I googled this the Terminator's designation in the original Terminator movie is Model 101. So he is the Terminator, but he is Model 101. I don't know how I have never seen this movie because it's kind of right up my alley. It's sci-fi, it's action. And in general, the story alone is very intriguing. But lest we forget, there is yet another man who comes from the future and there is more man butt. Always love utilization of man butt. Excellent start to the movie for me. <laughs> I used to have people make fun of me, be like, you always love man butt movie. I'm like, hey, 
it's nice when we get a little bit of both. It's nice when we get some man nudity, man nudity, male nudity, and some female nudity, or everything in between. Everybody deserves to be naked on screen, not just the ladies. So I always appreciate that. And this character's name is Reese. He's come from the future now. I like how it's so easy to take guns from cops in this movie. Literally so easy to overpower these cops. I mean, I would not feel safe at all in the care of these coppers. I feel like they're they're trying, but they're not trying hard enough. And clearly future men have a very strong ability to just take their guns, their cars, and their lives. So... That's another thing that kept coming up to me. There's a show on Hulu called Future Man. It stars Josh Hutcherson from the Hunger Games trilogy, as well as a, a, a classic of mine. If you've listened to a past episode, Haley Joel Osment is in it as well. There's a bunch of other amazing actors in it as well. I can definitely see where that show has kind of played homage to making a spoof of the Terminator in a way. And I kind of love that. And it makes me appreciate that show even more. I think that show got canceled. But if you have Hulu, I actually really recommend it. Future Man is a good time. So if you like post-apocalyptic sci-fi comedy, watch that. Terminator is obviously not comedic at all. I feel like there was no humor in this movie, but it's that's okay. I wasn't like, oh, I need some comic relief. This was actually written in a way that I was like, okay, I don't, I don't need some goofy guy coming in being like, hey, robots, huh? We also need to talk about how Reese had some major PTSD, but he's got a good heart. So he keeps on fighting through little suspect about Reese when we first meet him, but I kind of already had the feeling like, oh, he's the good guy. The Terminator is clearly the bad guy. Then we meet another character named Sarah Connor. I've always heard the name Sarah Connor. I had no idea what Sarah Connor's deal was, but now I know because I've seen the Terminator. She has a little iguana pet named Pugsley, and I would die for him. The real hero of this movie is Pugsley. I want you all to know that. This story follows along as Sarah who is the mother of a revolutionist who helps the fight against the machines in the future, in the year 2029, and all of the years leading up to that, she gives birth to a man named John Connor. And this is about Reese protecting Sarah Connor from the Terminator because the Terminator was sent back in time to kill her. So he had stopped by a couple houses uh, to kill two other Sarah Connors, and then he's making his way to kill her, sadly. Sarah's roommate and Sarah's roommate's boyfriend get destroyed by the Terminator. With a name like the Terminator, you you can't really expect a lot of survival rate. So there were a lot of casualties in this movie. I believe in my heart of hearts, though, Pugsley survived. Again, the real hero. So this story follows Reese trying to protect Sarah from the Terminator. Also, there's a bar in this movie called Technoir, and it looks like a bar that's in my town, kind of. And I literally was like, that looks like a cool bar I would hang out in. This movie took place in Los Angeles. And I do wonder if there is a real tech noir out there. And if there is, maybe someday I will visit it. Because it seemed like a fun place and the right kind of vibe. It was interesting in this movie how nowadays we have cell phones and a bazillion ways to get in contact with each other. And in this movie, they had regular landline um, phones, landline phones. And so it was something that nowadays it would have been so easy to get in touch with Sarah Connor, but she had a struggle in this first part of the movie getting in contact with the police because she had to use pay phones and her roommate who loved the bops, who loved the jams and always had her headphones on and it literally got her killed. So that's another warning from this movie is music will kill you. Wearing headphones is a risk to being destroyed by the Terminator. So just keep that in mind as the year 2029 approaches. 
But it's very interesting that cell phones nowadays are such commonplace and they're always on us and it's always easy for us to be connected. In this situation, Sarah Connor would have definitely benefited from having a cell phone. Okay, and the Terminator would probably need to take out some cell towers just to eliminate the communication factor. But because this took place in the 80s, she had such a hard time getting in touch with people or having people not get in touch with her. So what I'll say is that kind of seemed nice to have that disconnection. This is going to go on a tangent, but here we go. I watched this movie and I was like, that would be really nice sometimes that your phone was just at home. You could go out into the world, do your thing, and then you come home and you deal with the messages, you deal with whatever. But we're always so connected that I feel like it's so easy to not be in the moment. Granted, the moment for Sarah Connor was running in fear of her life from a robot man from the future. That scenario, cell phones would be nice. Also, probably to document some of it. So if they found your corpse, you could be like, look, a robot killed me. But in our day and age, we still got nine years before that happens. So it would be really nice sometimes to just not have to be connected to our phones and disconnect and also not have the guilt of disconnect because your fear of missing out. It's okay to disconnect. And I wish that that was more enforced in our everyday because you won't be forgotten and you won't be missing out because a lot of what you see online is BS. A lot of people put a mask on and act a certain way, but it's so disingenuous and I think if everybody walked away from it knowing like, hey, people post things that they want you to see, but not really what's important and not always what's real. So it's okay to leave your cell phone at home, though I would recommend in the year 2029, always have your cell phone on you. That's my tangent. It's okay to disconnect. Recharge your own batteries before you charge your phone's batteries. This has been a Katie Hasn't Seen That PSA. Back into the movie, Reese says at this tech noir bar, Come with me if you want to live, which I swear the Terminator said, but I have a sneaky suspicion since there's about a bazillion Terminator movies that the Terminator says that in another Terminator movie. <laughs> I'm finally hearing these iconic lines that I know, but didn't actually know where they fell into things. We have to talk about the Terminator cam, that red, really dark camera that you couldn't really see anything with. It honestly is a miracle the Terminator got anything done if that was his vision. But why in the 80s were creature cams and like, I guess this is a creature cam. I don't know how best to describe it. Like with like with Predator, that infrared kind of vision. Freaking creature cams were so popular. I will say though, I don't really love them. Kind of takes me out of it. There's a movie I watched in the last few years called Life. It was from 2017. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. So is Ryan Reynolds. And they find this, oh, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, let's just say, minor spoiler, there's like a creature cam in it. And that was the only thing about that movie I didn't like. Other than that, really enjoyed it. Could have done without the creature cam. Feel like sometimes it takes away from things when it's not very fine-tuned. I'm giving this movie a little bit of uh, leeway because it's from the 80s. They were doing the best they could. Just notice that literally it is a miracle that uh, the Terminator got anything done with his vision. And they might want to fine tune that in other models. The Terminator is such an iconic character. Like, even if you haven't seen the movie like me, you know what the Terminator is. And I think Arnold Schwarzenegger played this character really, really well. I was very impressed with the character development in this film, even from the Terminator's point of view. He played the Terminator in such an interesting way, in such a believable, like, monstrous way, that he was a machine designed to just get his job done 
and he was scary and he was intimidating and i really hope that there's not a bunch of those guys coming back from the future or even in our future because it's actually horrifying to think about it and with that said james cameron and gail ann hurd wrote this movie together and i actually cared about the characters oh <gasps> i know sometimes i watch movies and i'm not impressed with the development of characters and you're just supposed to kind of fill in the blanks I feel like they did a really good job lining out. Like Reese was in love with Sarah Connor, but he had a picture of her. In that moment when they showed that scene, I'm like, oh no, Reese is a future creep. He came back to like creep on her. And then I realized her son gave Reese that picture because I believe John knew that Reese was his dad and was setting that up. And so it was like, oh, that one scene tying it together helped my headcanon so greatly. And it's very rare for me to care about characters in movies nowadays because I find that stuff is so flippant and so casual or like there's rushed character development or no character development at all. And I cared about Reese and I cared about Sarah. And I'm glad that they made it. Well, okay, Reese didn't make it out okay. Mm, mm. But Sarah did and I called it. I was like, Reese is the father. And he was because they got it on. They got it on while they were building bombs in a weird hotel in the mountains. So Reese is John's father. That was kind of predictable, but I also feel like maybe somewhere in my pop culture brain, I already kind of knew that because I had heard it somewhere. Didn't care that that I knew that though. And I, I actually enjoyed watching their relationship develop and blossom. It was beautiful and also very sad when Reese died, but he died for her. And if that's not true love, I don't know what is. Fighting off an evil, evil cyborg made of metal who will just not die. That's how you know love is real. It was funny, though, when Reese proclaimed his love to her. They had just finished making these bombs, and he's like, oh, be careful. And he goes, I love you. And then he starts aggressively shoving explosives into a bag. And I was like, you know, maybe don't do that because you might blow up and die. And then, you know, no future. But at the same time, it was a very emotional moment. It was just kind of funny to me that that was the time he decided to aggressively start shoving explosives in a bag. I believe they did some animatronic stuff in this. Like, I think there were moments, I'm actually pretty sure, where it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger, but there was an animatronic or Arnold Schwarzenegger in this. He was in his like hotel room. He had X-Acto knives and all these tools and he popped his eyeball out. And some of the practical effects were actually really good in this, especially for 1984. But I was super grossed out when he popped his eyeball out. Eyeball stuff gets me. In this movie, warning has eyeball stuff. The Terminator is one tenacious mofo. They had to kill him like three or four times. Bless them. The stop motion robot walking at the end when his skin finally melts away and then Terminator, he's coming at you. They did a mix of, I'm sure, just somebody probably on the ground wheeling him around and moving him in animatronics. And then there was some actual like what looked like stop motion of him walking towards them down hallways. And that didn't look the best, but I feel a little bit forgiving of it because... At the time, that was probably cutting edge. And God knows sometimes practical effects and sometimes doing that looks so much better than CGI nowadays. So more power to them. And when they did just have shots of like the actual Terminator body that was in stop motion, that looked freaking good. It was exciting and somewhat stressful at the end there when they're finally in the last throes of a fight with a machine that just won't die. And that's another reason why we should really enjoy the next nine years before this happens. So yeah, I liked the characters. I found them endearing. I was actually sad Reese died, but I think that it made it more poignant. He served his purpose. He saved Sarah. He impregnated her. So I guess that's also some more of a purpose. 
impregnated her with a new leader that would take on the robot uprising. And I keep saying robot. I know that it's not. He made a distinction in the movie that robot does not equal cyborg. So let me correct. Cyborg uprising. So even though Reese was a creep in the past, looking at her picture, it helped tie everything together. And those little things I think are underestimated in movies nowadays. You need those little moments to kind of help the viewer piece together their relationship and it helps fill in so many blanks. And just by leaving that thing out alone, I think I would have been like, why is he so obsessed with her? And I appreciated the subtleties in the writing and the concept is so damn crazy and kind of cool. And I liked it. I like this movie. I am glad you all made me watch The Terminator. I liked it a lot more than I expected to. I thought the acting was pretty darn good. It wasn't too long. It was about an hour and 48. These movies are still so, so damn long. But I felt interested as I watched it. And the concept is so intriguing. I almost want to see other Terminator movies, but I wonder in a franchise like this, if it starts to get out of hand at some point. And they're like, there's just more cyborgs and there's more like if it just starts getting into that crazy realm, because that kind of happens with the alien movies, too. And I know James Cameron has had his hand in those as well. So if you've enjoyed another Terminator movie, let me know if there's another one I should watch. I've never seen any of them. This was the first one I've watched. And now it comes to the time where I rate this movie. I give it eight out of ten Pugsleys because Pugsley's my hero. And this movie was actually really good. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes is pretty high, but I actually really enjoyed it, and I'm glad you all made me watch it. If you've seen The Terminator, let me know if you liked it. Let me know how many Pugsleys you'd give it, and let me know what other Terminator movies I might need to watch. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll catch you all in the next episode. Stay safe and take care. If you want to hang out with me more, or if you just want to yell at me for my thoughts on a specific movie, I stream over on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash katiepetersplays. Also, feel free to follow and chat with me on Twitter at PlayKatiePlay and on Instagram at katiepetersplays. Music written and performed by Mark Can Do It. Katie Hasn't Seen That is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Until next time, keep your popcorn warm for me.